Now, here's something you probably didn't know about North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. In China, they call him the third fatty. East Asia specialist Kong Dan-oh says she learned that at a semi-official gathering she attended in China. I was in Shanghai in November. It was a very important meeting, and I asked them how do they see North Korea's current Kim. And after the little long-winded introduction, they said, we call Kim Il-sung the first fatty the founder of the North Korean Republic, the grandfather of Kim Jong-un. And Kim Jong-il was called the second fatty, and they called Kim Jong-un the third fatty, the samfang, yifang, erfang, samfang, the first fat, second fat, the third fat. They're not that overweight. Well, in North Korean standards, they are much more robust, and uh, in, in their sense, that's the apple. North Koreans are all in banana shape, but those are the apple shape. I said, which fat do you like most? And they laughed and they said, the third one is the most dangerous. Did they explain why the third one is the most dangerous, Kim Jong-un? Young, young and not very experienced and maybe have an inferiority complex. So then to compensate all these weaknesses and uh, shortcomings, he maybe tried to be very aggressive and very outspoken. Also, in tender age, they can make policy mistakes. Kong Dan-oh is the author of North Korea Through the Looking Glass. She has more than an academic interest in the country, though. Her parents are North Korean. She herself was born and raised in Seoul before moving to the United States, but she identifies as a North Korean woman. In Korean tradition, your parents' birthplace and hometown to be your hometown. So you consider yourself North Korean? So I am considered to be a North Korean woman. So I speak North Korean dialect. And that is a big benefit. So, I mean, what does that feel like right now? Let's, uh, you know, it it sounds like you feel North Korean. So what does it feel like to be North Korean living in the U.S. right now with all that's happening? So to have a familiar background and understanding knowledge of North Korea as a so-called North Korean woman, I do have a very intuitive insights that many people don't have, which is a great benefit. But at the same time, my heart is aching every day because other than the Pyongyang residents and the super elite and the privileged class, North Koreans are starving, deprived of freedom and everything. So, for example, my birthday happened to be U.S. Independence Day. Hmm. But I usually shed some tears thinking of poor North Koreans uh, in darkness and with the starvation. I mean, these are the images I think a lot of people in the United States have, that people are starving in North Korea. There are these elites there who have this lifetime loyalty to the Kim family, other stories about defectors. Tell us something about North Korea that no one's talked about yet that you feel like Americans need to understand. Well, first of all, if you remember Arab Spring, I got a lot of questions Will Arab Spring-like changes occur in, in the North? I said, yes and no. Yes, there is a potential because there are silent changes going on inside North Korea. For example, I said North Korea is dark, closed society. But during the day, they are flattering to Kim and behaving like a North Korean communist. But outside of the party's eyes and ears, they basically try to survive as a new capitalist. They become creative. They are now seeking for information, correct information about their society and outside the world. And that's a big change. And I think Americans 
should utilize this kind of uh, existing changes and how we make maximum benefit out of these changes to transform North Korea into a more reformed and open society. How would you suggest the U.S. take advantage of that? Well, I've been telling the U.S. policymakers and the research community for the last 20 years that, as I said in my book, only true knowledge and information will rescue North Koreans, free them from the current situation of darkness. And uh, we have to have a more consolidated and coordinated and comprehensive information warfare and delivering the knowledge so the North Koreans make their own fate. And at that time, you know what was the reaction? Saying, no, 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 Katie, the North Koreans are making missiles and bombs. We don't have any time. That was 1994. Almost 20 years today, we haven't done anything of my line of suggestions, and we have more nukes, more deliverable missiles. Kong Dan Oh, very good to speak with you. Thanks for all your thoughts on this. Thank you.